Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 60 of the Computer Business Marketing Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Tech Reputation. Tech Reputation offers IT business owners a simple and effective way to manage, acquire, and market your positive reviews online. In addition, the online dashboard includes the ability to enter your company details once and have it published automatically to over 60 directory and review sites and keep it updated, synchronized, and without duplication. For a 14-day free trial and a 30-day money-back guarantee, visit techreputation.com slash TSB and take advantage of 10% off your setup and monthly subscription. That's techreputation.com slash TSB. It's also brought to you by Tech Site Builder. Tech Site Builder is a hosted website builder that allows you to quickly and easily get a clean, professional, and effective website up and running for your IT business. Save time and frustration with Tech Site Builder. Learn more at techsitebuilder.com. All right, guys, today we have a special episode for you. I am actually away serving in the National Guard right now, so I'm not going to be able to record this episode live. I didn't get a chance to get a guest on to do a pre-recording. So this episode, we're actually going to uh, resurrect an older episode. It's actually the first episode of the Computer Business Marketing Show. So this is uh, from a little over a year ago, back you know in my younger years <laughs> when uh, when uh, when I first uh, rebranded the Computer Business Podcast into the Computer Business Marketing Show. And in this episode, I have my co-host Paco, and we're talking about. Um, some marketing trends that we think are important to look out for. These marketing trends are still just as relevant now as they were back then. So definitely check out this episode called Don't Ignore These Marketing Trends. And I'll see you back with a new live episode next week with the uh, Computer Business Marketing Show. See you then. And until then, enjoy. Bye. Hey everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the Computer Business Marketing Show. If you own or work in an IT services business, this is the place to be to learn how to get more clients, keep them happy, and grow your revenue. You can watch, download, and or subscribe to all show episodes at computerbusinessmarketing.com. You can also catch our live stream on Facebook every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern. Just be sure to like the TechSite Builder Facebook page and click on the following tab, and then select see first so that the live stream will jump to the top of your feed. All right, guys, uh, welcome. This is the first episode of the Computer Business Marketing Show. So we're kind of using this episode to work out all the cobwebs and figure out how the flow is going to work and all of that stuff. So if we stutter, or if we say something wrong, or if uh, you know something happens, uh, that's because we're trying to <laughs> get this under our feet and get the show working. This is the first episode of the Computer Business Marketing Show. This show is going to be recorded on audio and video so that you can watch it or you can uh, listen to it and you can download it on your favorite podcatcher or iTunes. Uh, it's going to be on YouTube. It's going to be on Facebook. It's going to be on computerbusinessmarketing.com, which if you're watching this live is not actually live yet, but between when we're recording this live and when we actually uh, put it up as a podcast. We will launch the Computer Business Marketing website where you can see all previous episodes of the Computer Business Marketing Show and uh, you can leave uh, comments and subscribe and all of that good stuff. 
So uh, without further ado, let me introduce uh, my co-host, Paco Lebron. How you doing, Paco? In visual form, nonetheless. <laughs> um, I'm doing well. I'm doing well, Matt. Uh, I know we've uh, took a little bit of a hiatus from our last show. Um, a lot of people have been asking, and I think even some recent uh, loyal fans just found out recently that we kind of uh, retired the show. Seems like it's uh, kind of traumatic of for, for Brian over there. <laughs> yeah, so uh, sorry for the... Uh, Heart attack there, Brian, but um, we're back. We are hoping to get a little bit more niche down, really focusing on what a lot of you guys have really been asking us about, and hopefully, like as always, try and bring you uh, a lot more value to help scale your business. Yeah, and the reason we decided to focus on computer business marketing is that, uh, number one, it's kind of what I'm focusing on full-time now with TechSite Builder and um, that's kind of you know what I want to not only focus on to help you guys, but it's also what I want to learn more of. And so you know the best way that I've found to learn more of a certain thing is to teach it. Uh, and through this podcast, we're going to be teaching uh, about marketing. We're going to be interviewing a lot of smart people in the marketing uh, sphere. Um, so I hope to you know absorb all of that knowledge to to make me a better marketer and therefore help uh, tech site builder clients and also all you guys who are listening to the podcast. And I know Paco, you're very passionate about marketing as well, and you love kind of trying new stuff and experimenting with marketing. And so I kind of figured that would just be a good direction to go, kind of reboot the podcast. If you guys don't know, Paco and I used to host a podcast called the Computer Business Podcast. Uh, and we did that for quite a few years. Uh, I did that solo for a few years, and then Paco came on as co-host for a, a couple years after that. And we did that for a while, and that was going great. Uh, loved it. We did that every other week, uh, and we had a lot of fun doing that. Um, but I just thought it was you know, time for a fresh start, um, kind of reboot everything. Uh, and I wanted to uh, give this whole live streaming thing a, thing a try. So I figured uh, we could try, try it with re- rebooting the podcast and, fo- and having more of a narrow focus so that we can deliver more value. And I think that's kind of something we preached before in the Computer Business Podcast is that the more you narrow your focus, the more value you can provide because you can become a master at whatever you're focusing on. You can really um, uh, hone in on exactly what topics you're going to talk about or what services you're, you're going to provide. It also helps with marketing. You can market to, to the right people and have a very focused marketing message. So we like to practice what we preach around here. So that's what we're doing with the new show. So uh, to kick things off in these shows, we're going to just kind of uh, like we did in the, in the past uh, show, we're going to just kind of talk about what's been going on in our worlds. So Paco, why don't you kick things off and let us know what, uh, what you've been up to since we heard from you last. Yeah. So um, quite busy actually. So as for those who, um, we're listening to the previous show, um, knows that I was a part-time business owner um, for a majority of the years that I was on the Computer Business Podcast. And toward the end, around December or so, um, made the announcement that I've gone full-time. So I'm about four going on five months in being full-time. Um, everything is actually pretty great. Um, things are getting really busy. Uh, things have really picked up. I've, uh, really gotten into a lot of good things where going into specific workshops, trainings, um, things of that nature, and really understanding a lot of the decisions that I was making before and really trying to dial down, which one of them, as we mentioned in the previous show that I was thinking about splitting my company into two, doing a consulting as one and actually just doing a computer repair shop as um, another. But from talking to one of my mentors and just really thinking about the whole process, it really would just be more double the work 
for everything. And just basically my worry was just people weren't understanding the message if I were to combine both. Um, but he helped me understand that if they're not understanding the message, that's on me. That's not on the customer. So it's just my job to make a better message to display on the two things that we do with the business. So um, going more into that, I actually was in a sales training workshop uh, about two weekends ago in Atlanta. Um, first time in Atlanta. I have a family down there, hung out with some of them. But it was uh, Victor Antonio's Sales Mastery Intensive for those who are interested or want to look into it. Um, it was basically 12 hours uh, from 8 in the morning Saturday to 8 p.m. And it actually went a little bit over on, on basically helping create a custom sales process um, for whatever niche it was. And he actually was there with each individual because there was only 12 people. And he actually helped me design not only my sales process, but my presentation process of when I'm trying to close a particular bid or a deal and get that contract for the business. So um, there was a lot of great takeaways. Um, uh, I mean, there's so many of them that I don't even know, you know, as far as which ones to list, but essentially that's kind of what we ran through. Um, but the presentation piece was really key in understanding that when you end a sales proposal with what do you think, you've just basically lost the sale because you've handed the control over to the prospect. Um, and a lot of those change of verbiage has really helped with actually gaining a lot more sales. That's cool. Yeah. A lot of what I found, a lot of the sales process is really kind of around just controlling the situation and, and, and it's, you know, it's, it's more, it, it, sometimes it's also a lot of has to do with you interviewing the client as much as it does them right. interviewing you. And you want to make sure that they're going to be a fit for you as well as, uh, you know, them figuring out if you're going to be a fit for them and, and yeah, and controlling the process so that they know that you have a certain way of doing things and that, um, and, and, and that way it sets you up to be in control of the service moving forward when, once they do uh, decide to go with you. Yep, so that, exactly. Yeah, that's cool. Yep, exactly. And then like one real quick thing um, that he covered is like for all of us, we always know like the specific phrases certain prospects would say such as I don't have time right now, or I can do it myself, or I can't afford to be down for that amount of time. Um, the process is called response block or block response selling. So basically it's helping block those phrases, those common phrases that we know we get all the time when trying to get a prospect to, to close on a bid. And we help block that before they even bring it up. So that way it helps answer a lot of those questions that we know we constantly get when trying to close on a prospect. Um, and that was one of the big pieces of this training. Awesome. Sounds cool. So uh, it sounds like you picked up maybe some things that we can have whole episodes of, of the podcast about. Yeah. I mean, it would be cool. I may even ask uh, Victor to come back on. He was on one of the episodes of the computer business podcast. Um, so I'll probably talk to him again, see if he wants to uh, come back on and uh, you know, just we can shoot and go from there. Yeah. I'd love to be able to like bring back pretty much everybody we had as guests on the, on the previous show, bring them back. Um, on this show, because now that we have more of a narrow focus, we can really talk about dig into the marketing stuff, dig into details and, and, and get their take on it. So I definitely love to have Victor back and, and all the other folks that we had as guests before, bring them back on and, uh, and pick their brain and, and get them on the new format, get them on video. Um, you know, cause things change a little bit once you get someone on video and get to see them, you know, be passionate about right. what they're talking about. So 
That'll be yeah. cool. So I'm not everyone can see me to use my hands when I'm talking. So <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, no. So I mean, other than that, I mean, uh, just a quick bit is um, Channel Pro. I'm not sure if for those the, the news publication, magazine publication that uh, a lot of us are aware of, they're actually having a conference next Tuesday. Um, which is why I'm bringing it up here because we'll have our next show right after it. Um, so those in the area, um, you know, I believe it, if you register, it is a free conference to get into. Um, it'll be in Rosemont. It'll actually be a day training for solar winds for those who are on the solar winds product May 1st, uh, May 2nd is the actual conference. So I'll be there with a couple other, uh, guys from the community. Um, those from like pod nuts, such as John Dubinsky, uh, Jerry Bransfield, um, and some others. So definitely feel free to uh, stop by, say hello, and just uh, wanted to get that out there for those that have not heard of Channel Pro. Just go to channelpro.com and you'll be able to see that uh, events tab for the conference for Chicago. Cool. Love the uh, live events, getting out there, networking, talking to folks. Awesome. Yep. So how about you? Um, yeah. So, I mean, uh, part of the reason why it took so long to get this new podcast started or this new show started, I got to stop calling it a podcast because people are going to be watching it live or watching it on YouTube or listening to it. So it's more than just a podcast. It's a show. So, uh, the show, the reason why it took so long for us to launch the show was because I went away for military training. So as some folks know, I'm in the national guard and, um, every now and then I got to go away for the military training um, basically they, you have to go for training if you want to get promoted to the next rank. Um, so I went to, uh, the training I had to go to in order to be eligible to get promoted to the next rank. And that training was to go off for two weeks to Virginia beach, Virginia, do some training over there. So that's what I did. So I was gone for two weeks and I pretty much couldn't do anything else while I was there. I tried to work a little bit, do a little bit of planning for the show, but it was it was an intense schedule. I mean, even the weekends we were working, you know, five in the morning until eight p.m. at night. It was just nonstop stuff. So, um, so I really didn't have much time. So after that was done, then I had to play catch up with all the client work that I missed while I was gone. Finally, that's been all caught up, and so now we're able to to start doing the podcast again. So that's just one of those things that um, I always kind of bring up every now and then. I talk about the military stuff because. It's, it's just always a good reminder that whether it's military training or whether you're, you're sick or you want to go on vacation or you have an emergency, there might be times when you're away from your business. You want to be able to plan for that. You want to have a plan in place for that. You want to have contingencies in place for that. Um, so just keep thinking about that. Um, whenever I go away, I'll mention it again because uh, I don't think it, we can remind you guys enough that uh, you just want to be prepared if you're going to be away from your business and even if you aren't ever away from your business, uh, it might be a good idea to maybe, you know, schedule some vacation time, get away for a little while uh, and truly get away, not just, you know, go somewhere with your laptop, but you know, like truly get away and be out of out of touch with your business for a little while. It, uh, it does a body good. So it was it was kind of refreshing for me to go away for military, even though it was a lot of intense work. When I came back, I felt mentally refreshed and ready to jump back into the business and hit the ground running. So that was that. Um, also, I just wanted to mention so, uh, something I've been working on. Um, there's this book called Profit First uh, that I was introduced to through another uh, mastermind group that, my, that I'm in. And the book is basically kind of a, a mental shift for me about how to treat my finances. And it basically tells you that um, you know for every 
for all the all the income that you bring in from your clients, you want to immediately separate it out into different bank accounts. Um, and you want to actually physically separate it out. So you should have a bank account for what you're going to pay yourself, a bank account for your profit, a bank account for your tax, what you're going to pay for taxes, and a bank account for what you're going to put back into the business and pay expenses, hmm. uh, pay with expenses. And so they have a, a formula of percentages worked out. Um, and basically, you want to make sure that you're putting money into a profit account first, and that's money you don't touch. It's almost like a savings account. But that's basically the, the way the book describes it is it's money that shows how your business is growing. So the more money you put into the, the account, the more it shows your business is growing. That's where you can say, hey, my, my business is making su- such and such amount in profit. And hey, I can prove it because I have this, this account over here that's just racking up this money and it's increasing. Um, so that's profit. That's only about 5% of what you earn though. So it's just a small percentage of money that goes over there. Half of what you earn goes back to you to pay yourself and pay your bills and all the personal stuff. And then the rest of the money, uh, some percentage goes to taxes and the other percentage goes to expenses. The good thing about this and what it forced me to do is that you only have a certain amount of money that's going back into to pay expenses. So that forces you to make sure that your expenses fit within that percentage window. If it doesn't, you got to get rid of some of those expenses. Mm-hmm. Or um, eventually, if you want to have those expenses, that spending in your business, then you need to find some, some way to get more clients and increase your, your income. But it's a good kind of uh, discipline uh, exercise to really force yourself to say, this is a percentage of money that can go to expenses every month. And I got to make sure that I'm making enough to fill that. So it pays the expenses. And I also have to make sure that I have only enough expenses that I'm able to pay off with that percentage of money. It also forces you to uh, one sec. It also forces you to really try to get recurring income because the more recurring income you have, the more predictable these, the the amount of money that's going to be in these different boxes is buckets is going to be. And therefore, the more predictably you can take on new expenses and the more predictably you can um, pay taxes and all that stuff. Is that by Mike uh, McLeod? Was it Mike yep. Lauchowitz? Yep. Okay. Yep. Michael Michaelwitz or something like that. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I think uh, the Podnuts guys have talked about this book as well, along with uh, another one, I believe, by him or by another author. They mentioned these both, uh, that and the Pumpkin Plan. Um, oh, is that the well. pumpkin plan guy? Oh, yeah. yeah I, I oh, think cool. I'm not sure, but uh, cool. I know that I know that those books have been mentioned together. I don't know if that's by the same guy. So yeah, um, yeah, it's it's very helpful. It just kind of it's a good mindset shift. I also like I've I've taken this on 100. percent So I have a yeah, spreadsheet a where I'm I'm following you know the percentages of 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 the income and how to split it up. I have it connected to my bank to my Stripe account via Zapier so that every time a new payment comes into Stripe, it automatically adds it to my spreadsheet so I can see immediately what percentage. And then every week I just look at my spreadsheet, say, okay, I got to take this money, put it here. I got to take this money, put it here. And so I'm doing it once a week. And that way I don't, you know, get ahead of myself or I don't get tempted to spend some of the money that's going into my main bank account. Gotcha. Um, And so far so good. I just started it last week. So I don't know (laughs) how effective it's going to be, but it's just, it it helps me at least think in a more strategic way about my money and where it's going and and how I'm using it. Yeah. It's one of those where I have the book, but I haven't had a chance to read it. So I got to get to it eventually. Cool. All right. The featured topic for today is basically um, 
Paco and I are going to tell you what we feel like the trends, uh, the marketing trends are for this year and in the near future. We're going to talk about some of the things we're experimenting with and we think you guys should be paying attention to moving forward. So this is kind of a good launching point for this show to let you know kind of where our minds are as far as marketing and, uh, and let you know what we're thinking about and what we're doing in our own businesses. So, uh, Paco, I'll let you go ahead, since I've been talking a lot, I'll let you go ahead <laughs> and get started. You can uh, start uh, mentioning some of the marketing trends that you're seeing these days. Sure. So um, one of the things, which is like, obviously, everyone loves to talk about social media. Um, one of the cool things that I'm seeing, especially um, specifically with the visual ones, uh, Snapchat and Instagram, um, they're starting to use a lot of the stories slash um, I guess there's stories on both of them, actually. So, but one is going to be uh, geo filters. So, a lot of people are actually using Snapchat because you can build a custom geo filter um, very easily. You can have it designed by uh, a graphic design company, uh, graphic designer, or even going over to Fiverr. Um, for those who uh, have heard of Fiverr, uh, F-I-V-E-R-R.com, you can get one designed from one of the people over there. And essentially, it's basically they're using them not as a filter, but more as a billboard. So essentially the way that uh, Snapchat has it available is you can actually make a geo fence on a particular area that you want. And I don't know how many square feet it is, but basically for every hour, it can be as low as five bucks an hour. So I've tried, I've actually ran through the process myself, kind of see how it all works out. And it's interesting that they're using this more as a billboard slash advertisement on a physical location. Versus like, let's say um, for me, there's a train station, um, one of the two big uh, ones right by my office where people go from the city to over to the suburbs and to pay for advertisement in that particular location is anywhere from two to three, even as high as $10,000 for a particular billboard uh, placement. So which anybody who's walking around, they're going to look at their phones. So they're really probably not even paying attention to the advertisements. Now, the cool part about this is that Instagram, because since Instagram is literally, as we've been seeing, copying every feature known to man from Snapchat over to their platform and Facebook, since Facebook owns Instagram, Instagram is coming out with a thing called location frames, which is basically Snapchat's geo filters. So I have a feeling once that's released in the U.S., because it is released, but outside of the U.S. right now, um, those who are really getting engagement from their Instagram and really highlighting Instagram stories Using it, that story or those filters per se for other people to use um, are just using them more as a billboard notification to let people know about their services. So I've been really seeing that been popping up more um, along with Twitter, um, as even though Twitter is basically like the footnote of like every other social media. Um, I am seeing that a lot of people are starting to gravitate back to it to help engage with current customers. So they're looking for their current customers, seeing what they're talking about, engaging with them, and also using advanced searches in Twitter to answer specific questions about computer problems. So kind of establishing their brand on that uh, platform and having them bring them over to, let's say, their site or something that they may be advertising on a profile. Yeah, like some brands even do a, a certain amount of customer service via Twitter. Yeah. You know, They say, if you have a problem, reach out to us on Twitter. And uh, some folks have found that, like they get better responses from certain companies via Twitter than via their support. Um, but of course, you want to make sure that no matter where you offer support, you're 
you're responding quickly. But yeah, I mean, Twitter is a great place for people to like ask questions and and be able to kind of get a one on one back and forth with you. But yet it's public, so people can see that back and forth and uh, and you know get get it, their own questions answered. Maybe. Yep. Yep. So yeah. So that's um at least that's my section there for uh, social media. Um, I'll probably lob it back up to you for uh, some of the things I know you've uh, noticed on the trends as well. Yeah. Okay. So um, is sticking with the social media theme, um, one thing that's been big and you guys are a part of it. If you're watching live right now is live video. Um, that's something that's, you know, just recently really kind of exploded um, basically because Facebook decided to start doing it and they decided to really make it widely available and super easy for anyone to be able to live stream. Um, so this is, this is kind of now it's integrated into a lot of the social media channels now is a perfect opportunity to, to experiment with it and try it out. And I know a lot of people are, and they're having a lot of success with it because more and more people are spending more and more time on social media. Um, I know personally, I have Facebook open in a tab for most of the day, so it's over there and, um, I'll be going over there, checking it out. Um, a lot of people have said, you know, well, Facebook is is where all consumers and, and residential clients are hanging out. But uh, honestly, business owners are hanging out on Facebook all day just as much as, as regular people are. Um, yep. Because business owners are regular people, honestly, you know, they're not any, <laughs> right. they're not any strange species of person. So they are nope. on Facebook as well. They're hanging out over there. And, uh, and so doing live video is a great way to, um, to engage have that personal engagement and just take it up a notch. You can do, you know, a live Q and a, you can do a live um, deep dive. You can do a live um, showing of your office or whatever. Um, if you guys um, uh, want to see um, a good example, uh, why is his name escaping me? Um, we, we interviewed him on the podcast and he does a lot of videos of his computer shop. Uh, Tom Lawrence. Tom Lawrence, yes. If you want a good example of someone who's just knocking it out of the park with live video, um, check out, look up Tom Lawrence. He uh, has a lot of great stuff. And it's, it's great because it's, it's engaging. Um, he brings in his employees. He does it in his shop. He shows people around his shop. Right now, they're building a new shop. Um, uh, and they're building, they're building out a new location for their business. And he's live streaming all of that and recording it. Um, and, 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 you know, personally, I just look forward to seeing those videos and seeing how the progress is going and checking it out. So you want your clients to be like that. You want them to look forward to hear from you. Um, and I think the best way to do that is with live video. So, um, with social media, I think that's definitely something don't be afraid of being on camera. Uh, if you're not afraid to go to someone's house to fix their computer or to go to a business owner's establishment to have a meeting, uh, then don't be afraid to live stream. It's the same thing, except you're just talking to a few more people at the same time. Um, when you start to live stream, there's only going to be one or two people watching anyways. So you can kind of ease into it, um, start promoting it, and then people will start sharing it if it's useful. And eventually um, it, it can really help out your presence, your brand, and get you more clients. Um, going on to some things that I've been noticing, uh, email actually has been picking up a lot and especially um, different ways of trying to grab email. So what I've been noticing is that depending on our basically data collection as a whole. So sometimes people will have on their website, Hey, sign up for my newsletter or whatever the case. I see that they've been getting really uh, creative, whether 
it's either a white page tip sheet that they are advertising in social, but it comes into a lead funnel. And or if they're kind of browsing the website, the pop up comes up similar to some like I use Sumo Me. And that one has a, like an algorithm that can detect when that pop up comes up for someone to collect the email address. And the more creative people are getting with offering free value to their customer, there is a little bit bigger of a return. Now, what I've also noticed is that if you're offering a physical item, you can basically collect whatever information you want because everyone wants something tangible and they're willing to give out their information because it's free um, versus something digital like a white paper, an ebook, things of that nature. So that's what I've been noticing. Email has actually been really on the uptick um, and especially really trying to collect data. Um, and I'm imagining they're mining that data to kind of get more information on who their audience is that's visiting their site versus just kind of wondering who's contacting them. Cool. Yeah, definitely. I, I think the with the tools getting more sophisticated, um, it's helped email become more of a uh, a welcome uh, marketing channel for business owners and for consumers because they know that they're only going to get emails that are specifically um, tailored to them. So if they sign up, you know, if, if they sign up for a service, but they sign up for package A and not package B, then they know because email is getting smarter now, they know that the, their emails will will only be relevant to package A. Um, a lot of times people ignored emails or deleted them or unsubscribed because they'd be getting an email about package B, even though they were subscribed to package A. And they're like, well, this, this is, you know, I, I don't care. And so they'd right. stop, they tune it out. But now, you know, things are more sophisticated. Now you can focus and target um, and, uh, and make the content more relevant so that people will be more engaged and it'll be more useful for them. And that's really what marketing, I think, is trying to get to is instead of in the old days where you just put up a billboard and, and try to reach as many people as you can um, with your message and then hope that 1% of those people could use what you're selling, now you're just taking that billboard, smushing it down, putting it on their phone to that 1% of people, making sure they who are interested see it only and not everybody else. And then that really helps you um, spend wisely, uh, not need to spend as much money. And that makes people more interested in what they're seeing in advertisements because now they're seeing advertisements that are focused on their needs instead of just blanket advertisements about you know stuff that they, they have no use for. Cool. Um, and that kind of brings me to another thing that I was going to talk about, and that is uh, remarketing. Um, that's something that we've we talked about on the podcast before, and I think it's, it's just growing and growing and becoming more and more relevant. Uh, and remarketing is basically uh, what happens online when someone visits your website and then leaves. Um, and then you can target advertisements and marketing to them through Facebook, through Twitter, through um, online advertisement like Google AdWords and stuff like that. All of basically most uh, most all of the uh, online uh, advertising platforms these days have some sort of remarketing built into it, where you can uh, install some sort of cookie pixel tracking code on your website that captures anybody visiting it and then follows them around so that when they go to Facebook or when they go to Twitter or when they go to some website that has Google uh, ads uh, implemented, they will see an advertisement for your business. Um, you can, and it's getting more sophisticated. So you can find out what page they visited. 
if they visited your MSP plan page, you know, your package, your monthly packages page, then, uh, but they didn't actually purchase, then you can create a Facebook ad saying, um, hey, you know, here are some of the little known benefits to signing up for a monthly maintenance package. And that can be a video, a Facebook video that you have in an ad that's only targeted to those people. So not only are you targeting people who are interested in your services, but you're targeting, you know, the actual thing that those people are interested in. If they spent a certain amount of time on one of your specific service pages, then you know that they're interested in that service and you can start reminding them about that service. Um, so I think remarketing, if that's something you haven't been doing in your online advertising, that's something to definitely start doing. Uh, again, experimenting with, seeing if it works and seeing how it works, because it is a little complicated to set up at first. But once you get it rolling, uh, it can be very effective. And then I'll just, uh, I'll probably cap it off here on um, on my end, is don't forget about offline marketing, um, specifically uh, newsletters. I, a lot of times we think of, you know, emailing newsletters um, but there are those that either don't check their email, have unsubscribed, or just clients you haven't talked to in quite some time before you put in something official um, in place, such as a CRM system to you know contact them after so long. Um, I basically have been toying around with the idea of mailing newsletters directly to clients that I haven't seen in a year, year and a half, two years, um, because I've recently had an up uh, an upswing of clients I haven't talked to in almost four or five years. And when I looked them up in my system, they were never even entered. That's how long ago I had serviced them. And who knows how many opportunities from previous clients I've had that I'm not even making those digital touches. Uh, So this is basically something to really think about is it is a little bit of a cost, but if your rates are correct, um, this should basically help the profit or Basically, the jobs coming in are going to outweigh the little minute cost of stamps and pages that you're printing out, depending on the paper, uh, to go ahead and send out. Um, But there's one specific piece about offline media that we'll talk about in our tip of the week, or uh, yeah, basically the tip of the week later on in the episode on how to really be successful with offline marketing. Cool. Yeah. And that's something we don't, we want to make sure we don't forget. Um, it, as we go through the, these shows is that we're going to talk a lot about online marketing. It's the new sexy thing to do, but there's still a lot of value from the traditional offline, what we call offline marketing, but just traditional marketing and advertising and, and hitting the street and getting out there. And um, as online marketing becomes more and more popular and more and more prevalent, the offline stuff is going to be more and more powerful because people are not going to be used to people going out and actually marketing in person anymore because they're going to be so used to seeing it online. So definitely we want to focus on that as well. Um, and we'll have some cool tips and stuff for you to try in that realm as well. So awesome. Um, I think that's going to do it for our featured topic. A lot of good, uh, cool things going on in the world of marketing. Uh, something I wanted to add as a disclaimer is that Paco and I are not marketers. So, you know, we are not, that our job is not to, to be marketers. We didn't go to school for it. We, you know, it's, it's not what our main job description is. So what we, what we share on this show is going to be our experiences, things we learn, things we're excited about, things we see, things we try. Um, but a lot of the times, you know, the expert, the expertise is going to be coming from the people we interview. We're going to try to bring on some very smart people that really know their stuff. Um, 
And so just, you know, keep that in mind. We're going to be sharing all this stuff. Doesn't mean this is a definitive guide. That doesn't mean it's the end all be all. We're, we're humble dudes. We understand that we don't know everything. And, uh, and we hope that you guys can uh, keep us honest. Let us know what you think about what we're talking about. Let us know if we make mistakes. Let us know if you, if you have something that you're trying that's been working out really well. The show is really like the previous show. It's going to be built on, on you guys on your, on your feedback, on your experiences, um, and, uh, and all that stuff. So just a little disclaimer there, (laughs) just like, you know, sometimes if we talk about legal stuff, we want to make sure, you know, we're not (laughs) lawyers and all of that stuff. And and there's one thing, uh, my good friend, John Dubinsky says, it's one thing I know. I don't know everything. (laughs) Yes. We're definitely well aware of the fact that we don't know a lot of stuff. We got one more section and that is the, uh, computer business marketing tip of the week. So every week we're going to have a uh, computer business marketing tip. Um, it's going to be just a quick kind of digestible, actionable thing that you can take and, and implement in your business right away. Um, and this week, uh, the tip is brought to you by Paco LeBron. Yes. So basically, as I kind of alluded earlier, um, so whenever you're doing offline or in, any marketing as, as for that matter, um, all marketing campaigns should be tracked in some way, shape, or form. I mean, there's no, if you, you're unable to track your marketing efforts, um, there really just isn't a real way to say if it's successful or not. Um, and a lot of these are really simple things to do um, at low cost. And especially like offline uh, marketing, which I want to talk about specifically, is you can do all kinds of real cool things where you can uh, do offline numbers that are not just your regular phone number, such as a Google voice number, or there's other services that are out there that can give you a tracking number that will forward over to your main number to track calls that get passed out. Um, things like newsletter, uh, um, blog posts and things that you do for social media to drive traffic to your website. You know, there are tracking URLs such as bit.ly and tiny URL and, so forth and so on, to really understand a lot of the traffic that's coming to your site, along with a lot of the major players like Google Analytics and so forth, to really understand what's coming in. So biggest tip of the week and how we'll just start our close out the show is really making sure that you track your marketing efforts, because once you track, you'll understand how to pivot and adjust so you can become more profitable and successful. Awesome. All right. uh, Great tip. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Computer Business Marketing Show. Let's keep the conversation going. Once this uh, show is available as a podcast and a downloadable uh, video and audio format, you can head on over to computerbusinessmarketing.com and let us know what you think in the comments section below the show notes. Don't forget, you can send questions and feedback to uh, right now, that's mail at techsitebuilder.com, but we will probably eventually have a dedicated email for the show. Um, or again, just visit computerbusinessmarketing.com and leave a comment there. Yep. And once the podcast does come out, if you listen to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher, be sure to give us a shout out and leave a review. We'd love to hear your feedback and every comment helps so that the podcast can be found by others. Finally, don't forget our sponsors, the DC Unconvention and Tech Site Builder. Check those guys out. Uh, And thanks for listening to the Computer Business Marketing Show. Uh, Thank you for sticking around this long, and hopefully this will be sticking around a long time in the future, and we hope to uh, see you guys in future episodes. My name is Matthew Rodella. And this is Paco LeBron. Saying here's to your success. Mm -hmm.